Hello and welcome to the last episode of season one of the Drama Graduate Podcast with me, Dara Feely. Well, here we are. Thank you all very much for um, joining us. Again, I say us as if it's um, multiple people working on the team. It's just me. It's always just been me. Um, thank you all very much. Anybody who's listened in over the over the last 10 episodes, it's been greatly appreciated. And yeah i've loved doing it um i really have enjoyed um doing these interviews and hearing these stories and sharing them with all of you um who've been so kind to listen and here we are at the final the last episode of the first series it's been really um a fantastic journey for me um and i feel like i have learned quite a lot so yeah I wanted just to say thank you to everybody who's listened and shared and um, left a a review and um, a a good rating it's been really appreciated if you can do that once more anybody who hasn't um, that would be fantastic and really really greatly appreciated so yeah I wanted to say thank you again from the bottom of my old house Um, thank you all for being fans and listeners and supporters and yeah enjoy this final episode with the wonderful Catherine Field you could just say listen I don't want to talk about that and I'll be like grand um, and we can move on from it then swiftly enough but if there's anything off the bat that you're like you don't want to say I don't think so. I'm pretty happy to chat about anything to be honest that's good just I, um... okay so we're gonna we're gonna start now and so I do this thing Oh, every time. Okay. This week on the Drama Graduate Podcast, we have... Catherine Field. Fantastic. I know, Seth, we want to get it right. Like, we don't want to get it wrong for you. That's the problem. It's like when you're sitting down and you're doing an exam and, like, it's, like, your name and then you end up writing, like, somebody else's name by accident. Did that happen to you? <laughs> yeah. Or I used to, like, I used to get the question, like, I used to get so nervous, I'd, like, miss the, like, I'd get the question wrong. So I'd write, like, pages and pages answering the wrong question. And I'd be like, I've absolutely nailed it. Like, don't even worry. Like, this is all fine. And then we get, like, zero marks. I remember in the darkest moments of my exams, I would just, like, if I got something wrong and I knew I got it wrong, I'd, like, write a little message, like, a little note to the teacher being like, listen, I've tried my best. Do you know what I mean? It's like... I used to walk next to my um, answers. I used to be like, I obviously have no idea what I'm doing. I'm so sorry. (laughs) You <laughs> apologize for my exam. <laughs> Exams. Literally, literally. Oh god. Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you in England at the minute? You're not in Dublin. But yeah, I'm in England, back home. Um, feeling really far away from everyone, which is sad. But um, when are you? Yeah. When are you coming back, or do you know when you're coming back? Or um, I'm hoping to come back. So like the lease on my flat ends soon. So I've got to come back and pack up all my stuff, which yeah. is fun. Um, but then I don't think I'm going to come back till the new term. Well, the new term, the old term finishes, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird time. It's a weird mix up. Yeah. Um oh. sorry, none of that none of that's none of that's in the interview. So I don't know why that just that just <laughs> happened. Um so thanks so much, Catherine, for coming on. Um all the way oh, from across the pond. Uh so we're just gonna start off nice and simple. Um if you could outline to us in in your own lovely way your journey from your very first taste of acting all the way to your first day at drama school oh my god okay um loaded so the memory that kind of sticks out in my mind for like the first sort of ever experience with 
acting or anything was I was like about 11 years old and like I was, I was in school and they had like a school play that they'd um, cast every year yeah and I was like a very shy child like I literally used to like I wouldn't speak in class like I just was terrified of everyone and the world and everything <laughs> um <laughs> but for some reason I was like Do you know what I should really audition for this thing because I'd probably like like I'd love to be in it it's probably really fun so I auditioned with some friends who were like I kind of did it because they did it, to be honest, because I was a bit too like, scared. But basically, it was Zeusical the Musical. Oh. So, yeah, amazing. That was my Anyway, so I auditioned for it, and I got a call back. So I was like, oh, my God, that's so exciting. I was, like, trying not to, like, get my hopes up. And um, I did the call back, and I was like, okay, I think it's gone really well. And then on the day where they, like, released the results, they put it on um they're like, you know, in school, like, they, like, stick it up on a wall, and yeah, everyone yeah. goes at the same time, and it's, like, horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> No, basically, um, like we all went, like me and my friends went to look at it, and I hadn't got in, and I literally, no, honestly, and I literally got in the car. My mom picked me up. I was like eleven, and I literally cried all the way home. And it was the first time I ever remember being like, "This is actually what rejection feels like." It's terrible. <laughs> like I cried and cried and cried, and then so I was like devastated. So like that was kind of the first time I realised like I actually wanted to be involved in it because I was just so upset about not getting in and I'm not gonna lie like I've never got over it and I will never get over like them not casting me in that that's such a weird thing sorry that's just such a weird thing at 11 like at 11 like they let everyone in Dara. they let everyone, everyone in. in like everyone can have a go at this to just not get through <laughs> that's not at all um, how I thought that would go go on uh, yeah no, well, it, <laughs> so it was gonna be a nice story yeah <laughs> And then um, basically what I ended up doing was, um, this is also really sad, but I actually kind of find it funny, um, was that like, there was there was a time in like, sort of the afternoon where like, we were all supposed to do our homework at school. And it was the same time where they'd rehearsed the play, um, the musical, and I used to, <laughs> so sad, I used to skip like our homework sessions and I used to literally hide outside the door and I used to watch them rehearsing by myself yeah I know it's it's like yeah it's sad and um so that's when that's like my first memory of being like I absolutely have to be involved in this like I have to get on the other side of the store somehow um so the next year they did the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe and I auditioned and I got to play a part in it that was not that's not in it they wrote for me and I had one line which was you must be the Pevensies, and I was a maid, and that was it. And I was delighted; like I was so happy. Um, <laughs> so that was that was kind of the first, like, yeah, that was kind of the first thing. And then I kind of just ended up doing more and more school plays, and I kind of like I never really played like a proper lead or anything. So I remember um, when loads of more sort of like outgoing people in my year at school wanted to audition for drama school. I remember being like, oh, I don't know, like, if I can do it or whatever. And I went up to, like, the head of drama at my school, and I was like, oh, I'd really like to audition. And she was really surprised, which was not great. She was like, oh, you, really? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And then, and then like, once she got on board, because to me, I was quite shy, so I think maybe she um, wasn't expecting me yeah. to yeah, yeah. do it. Um, and then we kind of just, yeah, we kind of just worked on the monologues and whatever, and I don't think anyone really thought much of it, like, I had a teacher at school, I remember, um, I said, he was like, what, he was like meant to help us with our like future career goals and all this kind of stuff. And he was like, so what do you, um, 
what do you see yourself doing in the future? Like, where do you want to go to uni and stuff? And I was like, oh, no, I'm, I'm not going to uni. I'm, I'm going I'm going to go to drama school. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, realistically, Catherine, like, what are you going to do? And I was like, wait, what? I was like, no, I'm not going to university. Um, and I remember, you know, you have to, like, fill out the UCAS like, application or whatever yeah. to go to uni. And I remember I just deleted it, and he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I was like, I'm literally not going to university because that's not going to make me happy. Yeah. So he had a bit of an issue with me in that, in that sense. But um, then I auditioned for like a number of different places um i'd heard a boy from my school had been on the foundation course at the Lear. Oh. so because I, I literally knew nothing about it it was just by chance really that i even came across it yeah and i just auditioned and then obviously got onto the foundation course um out of school which was amazing and then um and then the following year auditioned for the ba and then got in which was great but um yeah was did i answer the question or did yeah I no you did that? absolutely yeah. i think it's it's that's a nice segue because I feel like because you're similar to me in the sense that um, you know did the foundation and then got straight on to the BA and d- did you think that then in the first few months of the BA how how did you feel the transfer the the transference went is that the right word kind yeah. of transferring over from from the foundation to the BA how did you feel that settling into yeah. it I um yeah I, I think people have said it previously on the podcast that you kind of walk in thinking everything's going to be fine. Yeah, and the day before, of course. <laughs> I realised quickly that it's not. Um, yeah, I definitely found it very intimidating and very scary. Mm. I would have said, like, looking back over the training, I struggled the most within that first term, second term in first year. Yeah. Like, within, like, um, like not, not, not caring, but sort of, like just being able to have a go at stuff and if it doesn't go well that's fine and you know kind of trying to rectify that in my head because I was so terrified of everything um like even like I really like movement and stuff even in movement classes I was like god I hope no one's looking at me like do you know what I mean yeah yeah. um which kind of hadn't happened in the foundation but I think in foundation like it's I don't know, not everyone necessarily auditions for drama school. It's kind of a much smaller pool. Totally. And then when you get out, and then suddenly you're in a class of people who are much older and have already done degrees and have already worked, like, you know, yeah. as actors. And you're suddenly looking at it just going like, oh my God, I'm so not, like, you get such, like, imposter syndrome. Yeah, totally, yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember, um, actually, the, like, one of the hardest things... You're probably about to ask this question, so sorry. I'm go like, for it, go for <laughs> You're taking care of half the interview for me, Catherine. This is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm being so chatty. Oh, my God. Um, it's great. No, I remember one of the hardest things in uh, was Hillary's classes in acting technique. Yeah. And I literally had such an issue in first year. You know how... So there's this thing where you, like... Um, shoot, you do these techniques and, like, improvs and stuff in front of the class... But it's not like there's an order you go up in. Do you know, you all just have to run up. Yeah, first on the floor. Like, that was the worst thing ever for me. And I'm not joking. It got worse over first year. Like, at first I was like, okay, let's give it a go. And it got so scary for me. I literally felt like my back was glued to the chair. Yeah. Like, I'd sit down and I'd actually be like, no, I physically can't get up. Like, even if she asked me to, I actually wouldn't be able to sit up. <laughs> so, um, yeah, looking back on that now, I'm like, okay, well... I can at least get out of the chair now, so I yeah. take that as a huge accomplishment. <laughs> but like for for a couple months, it was really really bad. Like I just couldn't. And then I started doing this thing where I was like, 
because you'd have to go up in pairs usually, sometimes yeah. threes, and I'd like try and figure out in my head who'd gone up to see how long I had left yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the class. And, and I'd look at the clock and I'd be like, okay, I know I'm taking a break in 10 minutes. So because I've got six people left, I don't have to go up before the break, which means I can go late to night. You start doing plans. the maths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, But yeah, that was crazy. And yeah, because I think what you said about foundation was uh, interesting because like, because from my own experience foundation, you're in a, you're in a year that's made the majority of people in it are your age and you're all kind of in the same boat of just coming out of school yeah. and then you go to the BA and it's a thing of you're with a lot of people who are much older than you um and did you and you obviously felt then that there was a was there a, any part of you at any point that you were like fuck if I, I wish I had done another degree first or you had a bit more experience coming in or did you were you always of the opinion that you kind of came in at the right time for you I think um like I definitely knew I wasn't supposed to do another degree because I literally didn't know what I would be doing. So I think if I, you know, those people at school who are proper all-rounders and they're like academic, but they also like, you know, they do the plays and they're musical. Like if I'd been one of them, then maybe I would have been like, oh, you know what? I could just go to university and study this thing that I love. But because I didn't have that, I kind of was like, okay, well, you're here. So like, let's make the most of it. Um, But uh, I definitely felt... Like, it was really interesting because being English and coming in, um, there was so much I didn't know about Irish plays, Irish playwrights, you know, just, like, general knowledge, like, Irish actors, um, Irish directors, like, all these things and all these names people knew when I came in. And they were all, like, you know, they'd be chatting about what's on. I didn't even know where the Abbey Theatre was. So I didn't even know. They'd be, like, oh, in the Abbey. And I'd be, like, what? I no, I was. I, didn't, I had so much like learning to do, yeah. and um, that was really overwhelming. Especially mm. like you know when you do a lot of Irish based work uh, and you do table work and all that kind of thing. To feel, I did feel very much on the back foot yeah. in in that regard. So I did try and catch up, and like I'm never going to know as much. I mm. don't think ever about it because I'm not Irish. Yeah. Um, but I definitely feel more comfortable now. But in first year, I felt like I was massively playing uh, catch up to that kind of. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I did as well. I I, I, at the beginning, kept being like, yeah, because the Dublin Fringe is on, guys, so go and see stuff. And I remember being like, I thought, what? I didn't know. Do you know, I didn't know the yeah. Dublin Fringe. I thought it was just the Edinburgh Fringe. You know, that was basically what I'm saying is I didn't know anything. Yeah. I think, yeah, because I, I kind of had the same thing of like, I think, funny enough, a lot of people in my year as well had that thing of like, oh, I just, I don't read plays or like, I don't know much about plays. And I think it's, but I think then when you're kind of, when you're in amongst a few people who have such a great knowledge of plays and like are able to talk at length about like Tom Murphy or fucking Frank McGuinness or any of them, I'm like, you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And you, you kind of do feel a bit of a pressure to catch up. And, he, and like, even as an Irish student, like it's, it's mad. Like, um, so you definitely, well, so you, that's really nice to know that you feel that even as an Irish student, so maybe, yeah. you know, maybe it's just something in drama school that everyone just is worried about anyway. I think so. Cause I think it's like, you know, you, you go to college and, you know, you come from a place where you were very passionate about it, about acting. And then you come and you kind of want to not prove your passion, but you're all, you're all, you're kind of introduced into this new world that maybe you didn't realize about acting. Yeah. That, that's what yeah. I found. You know, I think, you know, I, I loved film. I, I loved watching films when I was growing up and that was my main sort of portal because, you know, Cork, there wasn't much plays going on um, that yeah. I would have seen anyway. So that would have been my main... I think I'm so right about that, actually, yeah. I think that is what it is. Yeah. It's definitely weird, though. Such a weird... It's such a weird few months, I think. 
that those first few months of drama school and I think that because I think that David Horan quote is so spot on of um, when he said that you think all oh, your problems are going to be solved when you come and, and then like you know yeah. I remember when he said that I remember literally just being like oh my god thank god at least this is normal so yeah. I thought I was going through it by myself so at least when he said that I was like okay if we all know it's going to be hard and it's all going to be like anxiety filled at points then yeah. that's fine I think yeah. that's that's because Ella said that as well yesterday that when he said that it was almost like a weight off the shoulders because I think it, there's that thing of once once it's acknowledged and like once it's kind of talked about then you're kind of like grand but did you ever feel then that like I think that's something that's like technically we all know that people are going through those feelings of imposter syndrome but did you ever feel like totally alone in it like were you ever did you or were you always in a position where you were able to speak about with other classmates who might have been feeling the same thing um I mean I think as a year group we're pretty close yeah so so you know I I definitely wouldn't have a problem talking to anyone about it in the year so I I never like we didn't ever have that issue I well I can't speak on behalf of the group but I don't ever felt like I had that issue where I couldn't talk about it but there were definite moments where I felt really like like especially learning Irish accents as an English person and you know I'm so lucky that we had Aggie and Wit and Natalie so at least I didn't feel so yes you know but even even that kind of thing like even doing the Irish in second year hmm. it's a whole project dedicated to an Irish play doing an Irish accent and like it's you know a brilliant learning experience and all of that but like <laughs> that is not that is <laughs> like that is worrying for someone who is English like yes. that is a worrying thing to do so it was good that we did it, but like it's it was moments like that when you know you'd be in their house room with other Irish actors who were doing amazing work, and you'd be mm. like, oh god, like do you know, you'd yeah. start worrying, you up to the mark, and all this kind of stuff. Mm. But it is like it's not really. I mean, after a while, also like you can't worry about the accent. It's just an accent. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just that, and it's the work that matters, isn't it? So. I mean, as long as you're having fun in the rehearsal room, if your accent shit, your accent shit, you know. Yeah. You, I, I, I've always said it, and I'm not just brown nosing, but like you, are, I think you, you got a great Irish accent. But I think that that's something that I definitely like, because we were talking about this the other day when we had the the class kind of not the class, the school sort of Zoom chat for the Black Lives Matter. If we wanted to be an international school, like because yeah. I I wouldn't realize how many. Irish scripts we kind of study because I'm Irish so in my head it's like oh yeah just doing an Irish play but like yeah. I could only imagine if I went over to an English school and we were studying all English scripts and I was having to do English accents all the time I would definitely definitely feel that sense of like fuck yeah I mean it's definitely it's taught me a lot yeah. um so I'm very grateful for the experience um but yeah every now and then I am like can we just do could we do something English or even American we give something else to go, um, which is why in third year when they did Anatomy of a Suicide, um, I literally was like so excited because it was an English play and it was a third year production. And even though it was the, such a mad play and it was, you know, insane, it was the best experience. And I was like emailing him all the time being like, hi, I'd really like to be in this play because um, I was just obsessed with it even though we did end up doing it in Irish accents, but I got to do it in an English one, so that's fine. Yeah, because you hadn't, you hadn't done an English accent, you'd only done an Irish accent up until that play. Before I'd only done an Irish accent. So it was actually weird, because I weirdly felt really uncomfortable for a bit, acting my own accent. <laughs> I, like, I remember at the beginning being like, this doesn't sound right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I had that. Yeah. I had that when I was younger, because I... 
I because um, when I was younger I used to always do that thing of like if I was in like a musical or a panto I'd always put on the accent like I'd never act my own accent and then when I was in chat room when I was younger I remember the director was like uh, I was like so what accent are we doing and he was like just your own just like just do your own <laughs> and I was like I was like sorry and like up to that point I was like actors don't do their own accent I was like that's not a thing that you do and it, and it becomes weird to like act in your own accent it's like what the fuck am I doing Definitely. No, definitely. I think it feels close to yourself. Sometimes I feel like I'm just a bit me. If I do my own accent and then I get really like, yeah, no, I don't like it. But um, yeah. Um, so, so if you could then um, pick like, because I think drama school is filled with so many of them, but if you could pick um, a defining moment of your training, a moment that you were like, shit, everything's starting to click in now and you can sort of feel something, the, the gear is beginning to, to change. Um, I feel like I was actually thinking about this question yesterday because I know you ask this and it's actually quite a difficult question. It's really hard. I actually think of one moment. I mean, there were loads of, loads, all right, calm down. There were not loads of moments. (laughs) There were a couple, there were a couple of smaller moments, um, like one in first year during animal studies and one during Romeo and Juliet where I felt sort of like I came out of my shell a bit more and things started to become easier. But um, one that I really, um, one of my favorite moments for me was actually really a lot later on, which was in third year when we got cast in Merchant of Venice. Um, and I was cast as old Gobbo. Um, yeah. But, you know, people who don't know is a, is a, is an old blind man. Um, <laughs> so when I got the casting, I was like, ah, oh, I was like, okay, this is a, like it's far away from my cast type, so I was like, we're gonna have to give this a go. And um, I actually really loved doing that production because I actually didn't care at all. Like once from the beginning to the very end, I like didn't care. Like, you know, they had me in this massive cloak with a mask on and I was all hunched over and like, it was mad. And I actually like really, really, really remember thinking like, this is what it is to be uninhibited. Yeah. And I actually had, hadn't properly felt it before. And I remember being like, this is actually amazing. And like, I wish it was something that once you find, it like stays with you forever in every character and every whatever. But um, yeah, that was, <laughs> that whole production for me was one where I really was like, do you know what? You can't even worry about this. They yeah. don't even feel self-conscious. You can't feel self-conscious. You're playing an old blind man. Yeah. You're doing great, don't worry. Do you know, it was that yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I feel like that was that was a good moment for me. Yeah, yeah. I remember that because I remember chatting to you about it, like when when you were rehearsing and stuff, and it was just it was such a strange time for you because you were just like, yeah, because like it was you know because it was call times and you were just like, yeah, I'm just not in for the next few days, and it was, <laughs> but it was the first time I I definitely seen that like sense of just like, yeah, doesn't matter, you know, it's like it didn't like it kind of yeah. come over you. It was class. It was very much just like, oh, we'll give it a go and we'll see what happens and not worry about what actually, like, what the end product is. Because I think when you're in training, I think you're so worried always about the end product and, yeah. you know, what are people going to think and is this, like, good acting? Like, you know, all that mad stuff that goes through your head. Yeah. And so it was so nice to just be like, yeah, I'm just going to pretend to be an old man or woman or whatever I was because I still don't know what gender <laughs> I was at the end of that. I, I really don't know. Um, but it was fun. Yeah, it was fun to just give it a go and not, and not care. And to be honest, like, you know, the audience, I, I never think actually, they don't care as much as you think they do about, no, you know, no. like all the little 
you know, you do so much research and then you agonize about it in the rehearsal room. Like, you know, is this right? Is this mannerism right? You know, would they walk like this? All this stuff. And like, you know, as long as you're comfortable with what you're doing, I mean, nine times out of 10, I think they always just, they accept what they're given. Do you totally. know what I mean? Well, I remember, and this, this is something that I, it was actually such a lovely moment for me. I remember during Christmas, I worked in, um, I worked in the opera house and I was working in the panto, big opera house panto they do every year. But then I was also working this thing called the Improvised Panto, right? That came on later in the evening. And it was like a midnight show and it was like over 18s and all that kind of stuff. And I was watching it and I was like, this is awful. But the audience were loving it. Like, (laughs) genuinely loving it. And I remember watching it and I was going like, oh, like, the amount of agonising we do over what we do and the amount of time and preparation. And it's all like... I think it does set us apart and it, it, it does make it, it does make a big difference in the end. But at the end of the day, the audience are just as happy to sit here for an hour and a half and watch. And like, you know, I say it was shit. I enjoyed it and I got a laugh out of it. But in terms yeah. of like theatre, do you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, yeah. you know what I mean? Oh, I know, yeah. Yeah, and you, ha- you hold yourself to such a high like... Standard. Uh, yeah, high standard. And you're like, oh my God, well, this is obviously terrible. There's also another thing I think sometimes is like, I don't know, I think everyone who's trained at the Lear is absolutely incredible. So, you know, when you hear, I don't know, there's actors you look up to, or like even you guys who I think are amazing, and, um, you know, and you watch a showing or something, and people are like, oh, God, it was shit, and I, I, I did so badly. And you're like, it's funny because, like, you're, what you think is bad is probably really good. That's the thing, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's probably really good anyway. So, like, we all should probably, you know, we should try to stop worrying as much as you do. Like, I'm the biggest warrior in the world. So, like, I'm not one to talk. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I do, I do always try and think that, you know, when you're like, God, that was such a bad show. Like, we had such a bad show. And I'm like, it was probably okay. I don't know if that's bad, though. Do you think that's bad that that's how you think? No, think I, I, I feel the exact same. I remember after, um, after we did our Greek... I remember we were all just so depressed after it because we were all just like, yeah. <laughs> and I remember then I had my tutorial with Lachlan and I had the funniest time with that character, Creon. Because I, looking back in the now, like I was doing the maddest shit. Like I, 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 I spat in Caroline's face. I threw tables in the rehearsal room and I was doing all this like really actory stuff. And then he, he, Lachlan said to me in my tutorial, he was like, he's like, yeah, like he says it was, he says it wasn't your best. And I was like, ah, fuck. And I was really beating myself up over it. And then Hillary like, so he said that it wasn't your best from Katrina's feedback. She was like, it wasn't his best performance on the night. And then we were trying to Hillary and Hillary loved it. And then I kind of realized, I was like, oh, I was like, it wasn't my best performance because Katrina had seen me do it so many other ways. Yeah. But what I did on the night was probably all right. Like it was probably yeah. good. It was probably fine. Yeah. It was probably fine. <laughs> but you're right. Cause like, I think we're perfectionists in a way. Cause like we spend so much time learning all the techniques and learning all the ways of doing it. And kind of obsessing yeah. over getting it right that like it's never going to feel exactly right and i think the best piece of advice i've ever gotten is that like what you do on the night is the first time the audience are going to see it yeah and it's their yeah it's their show isn't it it's their show they're seeing as yeah. opposed to us trying to replicate anything or try to bring what we've done in the rehearsal room yeah. yeah i mean that is that is quite comforting in a way but then i do worry like if i say stuff like that then it's like you can be like you know if you don't work hard then you can just be like oh well do you know like my um my my not good is like still quite good so that's not <laughs> like that's not that's absolutely not what i'm saying it's, you still need to do all the prep and everything but that's the thing but, like it, agonized yeah i, I think yeah. That, but it goes back to what you said earlier about that that sense of like 
being uninhibited that you experience with Gabo. You wish that kind of stayed with you. But like, it's that, it's that exact same sentiment of like, you wish that sentiment of like, oh, but like, even if it didn't feel great to me, it was still probably okay. Like, it's yeah. easy to have that thought now when you're not doing a show, when you're not, you know what I mean? But when you do a show and afterwards, you're like, ah, that didn't feel great. You're not instantly going to be like, but it was probably fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're not going to go like, it was probably grand, like, you know? Yeah. It's not, it's they not how we think like. Up, like, oh God, I'm just like not a good actor. You know, you have those days in the low where you literally go home and you're like, this is not good. Like, I'm yeah. not good. I was bad today. Like, yeah. I was bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then who, someone on the podcast already said it, how, um, yeah, you leave sometimes being like the best actor in the world and then sometimes you go home feeling like the worst, which is so, true. Yeah. So you yeah. said that. But do it. Because I was chatting to um, Patrick Martins. And uh, we had an interview and he was talking about Richard the Second. Or Richard the Third, sorry. Yes, yes. Richard the Third. <laughs> um, and I remember seeing that because I was in Foundation. I was like, this is fantastic. I was like, they're class. And then, um, but we were chatting about it and he was saying that like, he went home like a few days before that and like Hillary had just kind of given out to him and he just went home and said, like, you're shit, you're shit, you're shit. And I look up at Patrick and I'm like, you're, I think he's, he's probably one of my favourite actors. Like he's brilliant. Um, but it's just so weird that like, Everybody has those yeah. thoughts of just complete, you know, inadequacy. Like, it's so comforting actually to hear stuff like that from Patrick and other like graduates because, like, I don't know. It's funny you hear it and you're like, they they can't think that about themselves though. Surely, yeah. But, like that's something I because like, I don't know. It's like whether you have to like try and I think at the end of third year view yourself as an actual actor rather than just someone who's trying to do acting or yeah. is trying to do a course. And it took ages for me to actually be like, oh, you're an actor. Like, that's what you're, that's, that's what your you job. Are, yeah. you're, you're allowed to see that that's what you are. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of, um, I used to get quite ashamed of even telling people because people used to, re- you know, people have a real reaction when you tell them you're acting. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll either be like, you know, a lot of people think it's a hobby and not actually something you would, yeah. do you know, that totally. kind of way. So um, I used to just be like, oh, I, you know, do acting at drama school, but I'd never be like, oh, I'm an actor. So to actually say it now is, is it gives you license I think then to like I don't know I don't know it gives you license to actually like um be able to be like oh I would shit tonight but like I'll give it a go again tomorrow and I probably wasn't as bad as I think I am yeah but I don't know if that made any sense rather than constantly beating yourself up because you don't actually it's that kind of thing of imposter syndrome I think it's totally yeah. Yeah. it's like until you believe you deserve to be there um, you know, you're gonna. It's gonna be agony. Mm. I think trying to get them. Does that make any sense? Because I don't know if that makes. No, sense. it does because I, I, I feel that sometimes about being in in the Lear in, in the school. Because like I look at some of the people who've come before, like um, you know, like Rachel Byrne and Liam Heslin, like all that kind of all that old school crowd. Yeah. And I look at and even like you know people like Aina in Hardwick, who you know, and then Paul and people like that, and I yeah. I still feel like. I'm just sometimes I still feel like I'm just trying to do it or like I like I'm like almost pretending to be a delir, do you know what I mean? <laughs> As opposed to being like I mean. cuz like in, like it's weird that in a few years time it like when I when like you know you and me when we're gone will be added yeah. to the list of alumni as opposed to people who just want to go to the school, do you know what I mean? It's really weird. Oh, it's so crazy, isn't it? Because you, 
I don't know. Yeah, you really have a. You look at the people who have graduated, and you're like, yeah, but they're proper actors. And then you're like, well, I suppose I technically am, but like, I don't feel like a proper actor because I still have no idea what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so it's that kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, which is why it's nice when you hear someone like Patrick or something be like, oh, I had a really hard time doing this because you're like, oh wow, like that's that's okay then, so I can fail yeah. miserably. That's yeah, okay. Exactly, because I, I like I remember when I was. I remember so distinctly, I was like, seven, I was 18 and I was in a pub in Cork and there was this, there was this stag party from Canada for some reason and they were there <laughs> in this pub and they, I got to chat to one of them and they said to me, what do you, uh, what do you do? And like, I was still in school. I didn't even tell them that I was in school. I was like, oh, I'm an actor. But like, it was a really like weird thing for yeah. me to say. And one of my friends overheard me and they were like, did you just tell that guy you were an actor? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, but you're not really. And I was like, yeah, but I, I feel like I am. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, I, I think I like, you know, I was like, that's what I want to do. But it no, is but that I thing think of... That, I think you're so right because I think unless, I think with some people, unless, you know, you're like, I don't know, Leonardo DiCaprio or something, um, if you say you're an actor, they're like, yeah, but you're not, you're not really an actor, are you? Because yeah. you've not been on the TV. And it's like stuff like that. And you're like, well, no, I suppose I actually, I am an actor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. I think it's like trying to, um, like, get used to that identity, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's, a, it's a hobby for so much of your, uh, so much of your life before you go to drama school. And then it just becomes everything you do. And then when you leave, it's like, it's one of the things that scare me the most about leaving is the prospect of having to forge the career. But I think that what I, one of my, because I listen a lot to the um, the Honest Actors podcast, which is a really, really good one to yeah. listen to. And one of my favorite quotes from it uh, was Tom Goodman Hill. He said that you don't have a career, you just have a, a series of jobs, which is really like comforting to me because it's like, you know, it's not like you can get promoted or you like, you know, I think the only thing that you can like, you know, wish for a bigger part or something like that's the only thing that's like, you know what I mean? So I think it was a nice kind of comforting thought that it's not so much that, you know. Yeah. And everyone's journey is different. So actually I think that's something also you realize in third year with like, you know, or you look at other graduates and what they've gone on to do and they've all gone on to do such different things. And, so there's no like set route that anyone, it's not like going into a, I don't know, a company and you start at the bottom and work your way up or anything. Yeah. You know, it really is what you like. It's out, I was going to say it really is what you make of it, but also, you know, so out of your control most of it that yeah. actually it's kind of nice because you have to just give up the responsibility and stop worrying and go, well, most of it's in other people's hands. So I'll just give it a go yeah. and see what happens. <laughs> I think that, because I think that's something I felt definitely um, since like the release of Normal People. When I like looking at Paul and I'm like Jesus, like that, like that launch of a career was just outstandingly, like, you know, mental. Like, but you're so right. Like, it's it's impossible to, you know, because it's literally just there's no there's you've no control in it. So you know, there's no you know. I think um someone who I think is like really really amazing for like um I don't know she's just got such a good attitude inside. And she just has such a good attitude, I think, about, like, not, um, yeah, like, there's nothing you can do. So, you know, stop, like, worrying about it yourself, you know? Yeah. Like, take away all the, like, it's not your responsibility, if that makes sense. Yeah. To worry. I mean, yeah, I hope it's okay I mentioned her. Imagine, like, imagine that's not what she said at all. <laughs> no, because I think that's, she said that on this, isn't it? She said that, 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 that. Yeah, 
there's no yeah. it's, out, it's completely out of your control so there's no yeah. point in hers was yeah. so long ago now in my head that was like on some days yeah you know but yeah she's got a really good attitude and actually like yeah there's nothing you can do so you may as well just sort of go with it if you can yeah other than worrying so for you then this this is like a a, a double-sided question it's like two halves of the same coin uh what for you was the best thing about drama school um <laughs> the best thing i mean i think it's got to be the people i yeah. think it's got to be the people because and the training's amazing i mean the training is fantastic and like it's incredible but uh you know you it, it's your year group i think because um you know they they do similar training in other schools and so like in that in that case the layer isn't well, I'm trying this isn't meant to sound bad but what I'm trying to say is like uh, your year group is what is uh, particular to your experience as opposed to the training because totally. you and me get the same training so does everyone who's been through the layer um, but what is particular to your training is your year group and that's the same with me so I guess like. Um, yeah, I guess it's the people. And I think it's also like, um, I really loved the fact that we all had such mixed ages. And yeah. like, I, I love that I have friends who are older. I mean, they probably don't want to have, you know, a 22 year old friend, but I love having an older friend. So yeah. if they're happy to have me, then, you know, I, I love that. And mm. I think it, because do you remember in school, I don't know if you had this, but in school, it was like, you, like I just wouldn't hang out with anyone who was older. Like that would be crazy. Yeah, it'd be weird. Yeah, it would be mad. And like only like really popular people hung out with people who were like much older. Do you know? It was that kind of thing. So I remember when we were all hanging out and I didn't know anyone's ages. And then, you know, like Lauren and Ben would be like, Oh yeah, like I'm this age or whatever and I was like, Oh my god, I was like, This is amazing. <laughs> I was like, no, like, we're all friends. This is amazing. So um I actually loved that and yeah, I mean our year group is incredibly supportive and um I do find and I could be wrong. But I think because the Lear is a much smaller school and there's smaller class sizes, I do think as a whole, everyone is much closer. And like, obviously, I've never been to Rada or Lambda, so I, you know, I don't want to say anything against that. But I think even if I, even if like I could have a magic wand and you know get into every single drama school, I think I'd still go to the Lear. Yeah. Because I think the sort of community feel is unlike any other that's out there at the moment, and. Um, yeah, I actually do really believe that. So, yeah, if there's anyone English listening who wants to go to the Leo, you should absolutely go. <laughs> I felt, yeah, because it's, I remember, like, I remember when you do your second and third round auditions, you kind of just feel like you're a part of the school already and you're like, I just want to stay here. Do you know what I mean? I just want to like, keep going. Like, it's lovely. Like, when I auditioned for the Leo um, out of foundation, I didn't audition, I didn't audition for anywhere else other than RADA. And, like, the year before, I had auditioned, like, everywhere. Like yeah. Ten schools or something that. So, like, that, like you know, that foundation course changed everything. So I was like, no, I just really want to be walking around these corridors and I really want to be hanging out with these people and these teachers. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's a pretty special school. I hate, like, I know it sounds like I'm being really, like... Maybe it's just because we're not there at the moment. But, yeah, you know, it's, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Like, if we were doing yeah, this interview in a prep room, we'd be talking. We'd be having a very different there's, conversation. There's no way. There's no way I'd be saying this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way. Um, but yeah, I know. I think to answer your question, I think it's definitely the people in my year group, and and yeah, I mean, it's also been so fun to get to go to Ireland. 
Yeah. Like for me, like what? Like, that's a great experience. That was amazing. I moved moved away when I was eighteen, all by myself. Like yeah, do you know, like that was mad. So um, even though it's been harder points, obviously, I wouldn't change that for the world because that's been a huge like growing up lesson for me. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, you did absolutely. Sorry, I was just taking it. Absolutely, but I'm not sure if I did. No, you did. Yeah, you answered it perfectly. Because you're right. I think the year group does make it special because you know. Yeah. Everybody, as you said, everybody goes through the training, but you know, only that sixteen people have the same experience of being in the room when it was happening. Do you know? Yeah, exactly. And I also think sometimes there's um, there's this kind of people have an idea in drama school about how. I don't know, everyone kind of hates each other and it's all like this kind of bitchy, competitive environment. Yeah. And like, don't get me wrong, like, you know, you're working like a lot, like a lot of hours every week with these people. So you're not going to like, you know, you're going to get tired. Oh, but yeah. I, I, but like, there's just no, I, I haven't had an experience where there's been any kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, that, yeah, that kind of um, view people have of it. I haven't had that experience, I don't yeah. think. No, because yeah, I remember, like, your year has always been fairly, like, seemed fairly solid. My year are fucking, we're, we're a pack of hyenas, like, do you know what I mean? I like, but I, that, that's the thing I love is that um, each year is so different, and I actually love that. Yeah. And I think it's great because I think they do that on purpose. You know, they really put people together as, like, who's going to work well together. Yeah. Because, you know, if you split half your year and half my year and put them together, we'd, it'd probably be a mess. We probably wouldn't, Such a mess. you know. Yeah. We'd probably wouldn't at all, but, like, but as a as a year group, that's what I love. I love about your year. I look at your year sometimes, and because you're you're all so mad, I love it. I'm like, I probably couldn't survive in that group. Yeah. I'm like, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to keep up with the energy. Like, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I love. I actually do love how different everyone is. And like the first years, they're so like, they're so just gorgeous and like really. They're just such a lovely group. Yeah, you know? they're very, they're so very lovely. Yeah. yeah. It's so funny because like my like. Because I think with my year, it's so interesting because I feel like we're, like, I, I don't know, like, we do, we, we just get it done. Do you know what I mean? We, we just, we do the work and, like, it always comes out well, but, like, the journey yeah. to get there, it's like, <laughs> mad, it's like Mad Max or something. It's like a pack of hyenas. And, like, we're sandwiched in between two, like, lovely years and we're just, like, a little boiling pot of just absolute fuckheads, like. I know, but, but we really need that because otherwise it's going to get too boring. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we need yeah. you. We need you guys. You guys are just as important because, um, Otherwise, it would get too like, because I don't know. As as a year group, my our my year group is like obviously so lovely, and I love them. But like, we do tend to worry. I think like mm. we can be quite like we do worry quite a lot as a year group about stuff. Yeah. Um. I remember Morgan, um, <laughs> saying to us, he's never seen a year group worry so much about the um second year Shakespeare before. He was like, I've never seen a year group like get so stressed about it. But like you know, that's the downside, I suppose. But um, that's why we need people like you guys because you're always so fun. You're always like. <laughs> No, you're always like, in the corridor, like screaming, like having <laughs> the best time. I'm like, thank God they're here, honestly. Otherwise, we'd get worried. Yeah, you're always playing around, which I love. But yeah, how's it going, everyone? So sorry to interrupt. I hope you sincerely are enjoying the podcast. Um, and I'm sorry to be cutting in, but I just wanted to ask you all a quick favor. Um, alongside having already done me a massive favour by clicking on and listening to the podcast which once again we really appreciate what would be extra appreciated is if you would if you are listening on Apple Podcasts if you could maybe give us a cheeky five star rating um, and maybe write a review a good review preferably um, 
bad reviews they, they don't tend to really help that much um, but if you were able to leave, leave us a 5 star rating and write us a review it could really help stretch the, the net that this podcast could uh, could cast the podcast cast um, so if you could find the time to do that that would be really really greatly um, appreciated um, so yes I will not be taking up any more of your time once again if you can five seconds five star rating a good review it would make the world of difference to this series um, and I would love you forever genuinely I mean that um, so yes enough out of me back to the show um, and then on the other side I think you answered this already but if you want maybe want to go into more detail about it of the hardest thing that you kind of the hardest thing about drama school that you found or if you have the same answer that's grand yeah I mean the one that does stick out is literally not being able to stand up in acting technique yeah <laughs> I know that does sound dramatic but actually was it I remember going out on a break time um and I don't know if I was saying it to Ella or someone I was saying it to one of the girls and I was like no 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 I was like I actually can't stand up <laughs> like I don't know if you know <laughs> I was like and it sounds so dramatic but I actually I was just getting yeah I was so stressed about it um so that was quite a big one and then I mean, on more of a personal note, I mean, actually just having to, um, it's going to sound so stupid, but like, less so the training, but more actually like getting your food shop done and like getting your actual personal life in order, you know, especially when you're younger um, Mm. and maybe you don't have that much of a handle on it. Like I had never, like I I didn't know how like Dublin buses worked or anything like that when I first came over. So that was pretty huge for me in terms of like, like that used to stress me out a lot yeah um but now we get the bus together dara so it's fine i have yeah. you at least you can but like yeah it's stuff like that which seems so silly now but you know when you're young you're like oh my god i can't possibly do all this myself 100 percent. Yeah. and um, yeah so stuff like that and then of course acting technique because you know it's hillary we all love hillary we don't want to disappoint her <laughs> Yeah, she's our nan and our god, all tied into one. <laughs> yeah. That is so true. I actually really miss her. I hope she's okay. I haven't seen her in so long. We were on the Zoom call. On the Zoom call? <laughs> That's really weird. <laughs> no, we had her this week. We had her last week for acting technique. She's actually fucking dab hand at this whole technology thing. She's well able. It really surprised me. I was like, well she's able. much better than me. Yet, but she's like, she was like telling us all how to do it. Like my um, camera the other day was on the side, and she was like, Catherine. She's like, you've done it wrong. I was like, oh my god. I think I was like, you're showing up here. And um, yeah, no, she is the best ever. She's she really is. Yeah, totally. And that's actually the next question in like of living with drama school and balancing the lifestyle because I found that as well. Like I was eighteen moving up as well and I was just yes, up the road yeah you were a baby as well it's just it so, so weird because you, you really have to figure it out to fend for yourself like you know feed yourself yeah. and and did you kind of did you do you feel like you kind of not mastered it but like what are what are the things that you would uh suggest in terms of looking after yourself physically and mentally while training because of the, the time constraints yeah. and stuff so one thing that I think like that was quite an eye-opener to me which I found quite late on and I wish I'd found it earlier on was to actually you know try and have a life outside of the Lear and mm. um, it's so all-consuming and you know for everyone pretty much you know it's all you've ever wanted so when you get in you're like great like you know I'm just going to stay here and everything's going to be great and you know after a while um 
you know, the, that kind of hours and that, you know, those kind of things, you, you really need to like make sure you do stuff on the weekend that's like for you. So like whether it's like, I don't know, doing a sport you like or whatever, or like, I don't know, even going on a walk. I know that sounds so stupid, but in first year I used to like, you know, you do Monday to Friday really intensely and then on the weekend you'd have like lines to learn or a research to do for something. And I'd literally go back into the layer for all of Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? And, and so you know, you wouldn't get a, a day off, and it's and it's, it's not good. So I think, um, like mentally, you need to take a break, even if it's for one day. So like, I don't do anything on a Saturday ever, yeah. like ever. So like, you do Monday to Friday. I don't do anything on a Saturday, and then I usually go back in on a Sunday. Hmm. Um, and I know like a few people who do that as well, or like you know they take off Sunday, or because you need a day like actually to like get your actual life in order because. Um, like you know you need to like i don't know stupid stuff like meal prep lunch for the week or like you know things like that and like if you're consumed by line learning and like i hope this is going to be good enough and i haven't read the rest of this or whatever you know like there was so many times where i I chose that over making lunch and stuff like that which sounds so stupid and then i'd go in on monday and i wouldn't feel settled because i'd be like oh i don't have any lunch i have to go buy it and you know that's expensive and so it is actually more valuable to put yourself first and then put, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think we do get all, I think all of us are kind of obsessed with it in it, it to the point where, you know, like you kind of, those kind of things, don't, they don't enter your mind instantly to, you know, prep yourself properly. But I think once you're like, I've definitely found like the days that I've, the hardest days I've encountered in the Lear are when I haven't had enough sleep, food or water. And like those are, that's a hundred percent it. And and like Emma, Emma's so good at it when I come home and she's like, how was your day? And I was like, oh, I was like, I'm feeling a bit weird. And she was like, have you had enough sleep, food or water? And I'm like, I probably haven't had enough of any, but all right, you know, it was a fuck off. I was so good for that. Emma literally walks around and like when people are like, like having a really shit day or whatever, she'll be like, Have you had any water, Catherine? And I'm like, No, I haven't had any water. And she's like, Well, <laughs> that's it as well. It's always like, Well, you know what? I'm not going to say anything, but I'm saying everything with my eyes. Yeah, it's important actually. It's so important to have people like that around because, like, right. you know, you're always going to forget. But it's so great to have her just be like, Have you eaten today? Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes she'll forget. And she'll be like, I feel weird. And you're like, Have you eaten? She's like, Oh, no, I haven't. So it's that, that's yeah. the thing I love. Like looking out for each other like that. Yeah, it's yeah. double sided. Like, um, and then this is so this, this is like a question that I've asked, I'm asking everybody, and you probably know what it is. And it's like a bit of a bit of a weighty one. Um, but was there ever a moment for you where you considered dropping out? Um, no, I don't think actually leaving because yeah. actually, similarly to what I said earlier, I didn't have anywhere to go. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know that sounds really like, like stupid and it should be like, no, I wanted to stay because I loved it. Like I didn't have a backup plan ever. So I kind of thought, well, well, we should probably finish this and then, you know, see after whether you want to do it or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, um, I definitely had moments where I felt like maybe they'd made a mistake or maybe, you know, I wasn't good enough and yeah. all those kind of things. Mm. But um, no, I actually just don't think I, like, <laughs> I don't think I have the balls to actually think that I would drop out. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'd be too scared. Yeah. I'd be too scared to even ask. I, like, do you know, it's just not in my nature to be like, do you know what? Like, I'll just, you know, fuck this. I'll walk out. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's not my nature. I'd be too scared. I'd be like, do you know what? It's fine. Um, go home, have a shower, and then just see how you feel in the morning. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was kind of that's kind of more how like I deal with things, but um, I don't think so. I mean, there were definitely moments where I was like, I don't know if I'm good enough to be here, or I don't know if I'm uh, if maybe they've made a mistake. And also, actually, I don't mind talking about this at all. But like, I was on the waiting list yeah. um, for a little bit before I got in, so I like that really. I don't know, like that really played into a lot of anxiety in first year because I kind of had it in the back of my head that like, oh, well, you know, I didn't get in straight away. So I obviously am not like first pick or I'm not, I'm not um, like, I probably shouldn't be here because I I wasn't supposed to or, you know, all that kind of stuff, which obviously makes no difference because there's been loads of people who have gone through the layer who have been on the waiting list for like a couple of days or whatever yeah and you know it makes, it makes no difference but um yeah that that specific experience really played into my um thinking i shouldn't be there if that makes sense totally yeah yeah i feel like we all go through that like i think because like leo asked leo turned it back on me in the first one and said did you ever and i was like not really because like you do but you i think you know I think, how did I word this yesterday? I think I said it to, I think it's not so much a question of like, because I think there's two, there's two different things of like dropping out and leaving, like dropping out, You like I feel like everybody kind of mentally drops out once in a while, do you know what I mean? But like, but I think that like leaving the school then, I don't know, I don't even know if that's something that I'm like, that I properly think. But like, oh no! Okay. If you're talking about mentally dropping out, then yeah, no, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that I've definitely done that. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I just never. I don't think I ever thought about actually leaving the actual physical building. Yeah. But no, they definitely do. Like, and they go on for weeks sometimes. You know, you just get into a, a rush and you just can't do anything in any class. You just feel like you're just like shit at everything. Yeah. Um, and then you know, after a while, you just start to yeah, you check out for a bit. Mm. It's weird. It's like you don't even choose to like check back in. It just happens. It's not just like happens. you go, okay, yeah. yeah, you're not like, oh, I'm going to check back in today and, you know, give it a go. You know, it just starts getting better. Just yeah. like, unfortunately, how it does the other way where it just starts not working. That's it. Like, because yeah. you, you, and it's so hard because there's no prep for either of them. Like, you can never, like, you never notice when things are starting to spiral out of control until they do spiral out until they have kind of spiraled and then you don't notice when you're kind of locked back in until you're like oh fuck it like um i always i always i always like akin it to do you know when you're sick you never notice yourself getting better until one day you're like oh yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like you're like it's like oh my nose has stopped sniffling or like you know it's like that it's like <laughs> you know it's like yeah um yeah. i think i never noticed the i never noticed unless I look back on stuff, actually yeah. what's happened, um, which is why it's actually such a good time, you know, as I was saying to you earlier, like, that you have, you're talking to us now, because, you know, this is a, a moment of reflection for everyone, yeah. um, and so you never look back, it's like when you're actually rehearsing a play or something, you know, you just kind of get on with it, and you just do it, and then you'll look back and be like, God, like, I found that so hard, or you look back and be like, that was actually brilliant, you know, yeah. but even at the time, like, I remember when we were doing Match of Venice, um, and I was having the best time ever. I didn't really realise I was having the best time until I looked back on it. Yeah. You know, even going through it, you're like, oh, I've got to get, you know, this costume. This, does it, this doesn't fit right. And the cloak's really heavy. And I'm going to fall down all these stairs in front of everyone. You know, there's always going to be, there's always going to be a worry, even when you're like at your happiest. So, totally. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. So these are the final two questions of the interview. And I think they're quite nice ones to, to finish off on. Um, and I always wear them the same way. 
because uh, uh, they're quirky and they're gas. Uh, so say time travel exists and you're able to go back in time to the 17th September uh, 2017 and you can stop Catherine Field on her way in, on her first day, and give her one one solid piece of advice. What would you say to her? Um, why did that make me sad? That's <laughs> <laughs> the question. Um, I think I'm just, this is going to sound so cheesy, but I think I'd just be like, don't worry, you're enough. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Because I think that's such a thing I worried about is like, am I enough? Is this enough? Do you like this? Is this good? That kind of thing. And like, none of those thoughts were ever helpful yeah. in anything good. Um, like work-wise, so no, I think I'd just be like, no, don't worry, you're enough. And enjoy it. Actually, like, have fun. Yeah. You know, have fun. Like, stop worrying about it and have fun. You know, enjoy being a, a wolf in animal studies or enjoy dancing in solo dance in front of everyone. Enjoy yeah. it, have fun. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I wish I'd had that attitude back then. <laughs> <laughs> That's the good thing. I think that the, that question, though, is so funny because, like, I feel like it's, it's advice you would you would give yourself, but you necessarily wouldn't take when you're younger. Do you know, like in that kind of thing of like, like some people have said some great stuff, but then like, you know, like and even my advice to myself, I know that like, I probably still wouldn't take it. Like I'd still be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Fuck off, who the fuck are you? Like, <laughs> I reckon you also do that. If you, I mean, you're in second year, so I guess it's a little bit scary. Gotcha, at the end. I know. <laughs> thanks thanks Catherine uh, no. I feel like my advice for myself I don't know I think that I would I, I think I'd have to have another year because I feel like I would have had to have had the entire package do you know what I mean I'd, ha- I'd had to have had the whole three years to kind of yeah. run into because there's so many pitfalls that I haven't run into yet in, in the training do you know what I mean <laughs> or like there, there's so many walls that I haven't run into yet that I'm like I don't okay, know, you you know. someone then asks you that the next year because I want to know what it is yeah, I'm gonna. I think I think I'm gonna get Annie to interview me next year. Yes, I yeah. think she's offered. She's offered her services. Whole year. Whole, whole, year, to whole year to think about it. It's gonna be so funny though, because like I've written all these questions down, but like when I when they ask me myself, I'm like, oh, who wrote these questions? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> like I don't know what the answers are. To. Um, okay. and finally, then so Rowan, Rowan in your year took me out for a coffee date. In my, in my first few days of first year and he he said to me always to remember where you were when you got the the call from Lachlan to say you got in yeah <laughs> that was such a lovely face you made there that was such a like oh uh, yeah um okay so um so I was um I was in an airport on the way back from a holiday uh and I had just gone through I, the people I was on holiday with, I'd just like say goodbye to them or whatever. And I'd gone through security and Lachlan rang me while I was like um, queuing to like, you know, put all your stuff in the bins or whatever. So I like, I like, I think I came off as kind of rude because I only had a short amount of time to chat to him because I was getting, you know how stressful it is in an airport? Yeah. You know, they're like, can you put this in the bin? And you're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> um, so he called me and obviously I was a little bit later than everyone else. So I'd been waiting for a while. So when he did call me, I just kind of like, I saw the little number pop up and it was like, you know, it says Dublin Island underneath it. And I was like, oh, I was like, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, so I picked up and he's like, hi, Catherine. 
know they're kind he was like uh, yeah we'd be we'd love it if you could join us in september and i was like rushing you know i was like undressing putting stuff into things so i was like yeah that'd be great um yeah fabulous yeah see you there and i just like what because i was like i was like that is actually probably so rude anyway so i then emailed him being like hi sorry i'm actually really excited sorry sorry about that whole thing um but i was under pressure so you know that's that's pretty much the story yeah i love that because i i (laughs) It's so unlike you as well to be so like. <laughs> oh god, I love that. I, I actually find those cases so stressful. So, um, you know, because you, you have to do everything right. Yeah. So you know, because it, if it, if it had been me with more time, I would have been much more like, oh wow, like thank you so much, this is amazing. But I was just like, yeah, that's great. Um, see you in September. <laughs> Oh airport's the worst place and in that line is what it was it's not like you were in the duty free where you're kind of like just roaming about and having a glance like it's when you're actually in the midst of all the stress I was, I was close to it as well like i wasn't at the end of the line like it was you know when they have a little um line on the floor and you're standing behind it because you're yeah, about to go yeah, in yeah, yeah. like i was there and i was like why and then you know i got i couldn't like not pick up the call because i thought well, this is the only, the only chance <laughs> like i can't not pick it up yeah, no so many people behind me. I was like, this is such a dilemma that would obviously happen to me. <laughs> I've waited for so long for this call, and the one time he calls. Oh, but, yeah. God. But, um, so I think that's, I think we'll wrap it up there. Thanks a million, Catherine. Thanks so much for having me. I don't know if any of that was um, helpful. <laughs> and there we go. That's it. Series one, finito. Once again, I said at the start, thank you all so much for supporting this podcast um it's been really greatly appreciated we'll be back again in with series two um which is going to be very very different very different format but we shall leave that as a, as a surprise um but once again i want to say thank you all very much for clicking on for the last 10 episodes um and anybody who's shared it or told anybody about it or you know just fed my hype um, that's been really really greatly uh, appreciated and thank you very much for that um, but thank you again thank you for listening it's been a great first series couldn't have done without you and yeah thank you very much look forward to coming back at you with the second series the next time whenever that is I've really decided alright bye